wait, we all like to spoil ourselves with a little bit of shopping here and there. Because let's be honest, spending money on ourselves can make us feel good, right? Hi everyone, welcome back to In Her Wallet. I'm so happy to be back again with a new episode. This is honestly starting to be my new favorite routine. I get to pick a topic, write down my thoughts, record it all and send it off into the world. I'm enjoying this so much and I hope you enjoy listening to it too. If so, please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. In Her Wallet is brand new and every download and follow goes a long way. It goes to show that you're actually finding this content valuable and I'm not doing this for nothing. Hopefully not. So with that being said, I'm recording this episode a while on the road. Last week was pretty exciting. As some of you might know, I got to visit New York City for the very first time since I moved to North America about 10 years ago. And honestly, it left a bit of a mixed first impression on me, but I would definitely want to go back and discover more of what the city has to offer. Anyways, strolling through the busy and smelly streets of the Big Apple, I was thinking of a theme for this week's episode. As I was walking on the Fifth Avenue along the buildings and stores I've seen too many times in movies, I found myself glancing through the windows of the tall, glossy stores, offering stylish couture just like that on the pages of Vogue magazine or Instagram posts these days. Remember a moment from the movie Confessions of a Shopaholic with Rebecca Bloomwood eyeing the accessories and clothes through the windows? Yes, that was me. But take Sophia a few years ago. I would have easily gone inside and left with a few bags of items I didn't really need. In fact, a little confession moment here. When I moved to Canada, my very first job, paid job, while in university was as a cashier in Zara. And at that time I was making, drumroll, $11.5 an hour. And half of that paycheck I'd receive every two weeks would be left right there in store on clothes I couldn't resist from buying. What a great employee I was, hey? I honestly can't believe this was me. And I wish someone could have told me back then to set even $100 aside from that paycheck for future savings. Well, you leave and you learn. Anyways, this time though, in New York, I didn't have that urge anymore. I didn't want to go in and try on shoes or clothes or even buy it. Though, who doesn't want to go shopping in a city that probably has everything you wish to offer? So this got me thinking that as years have passed, that desire to buy the things I don't really need has vanished on its own. No one really taught me it's bad or I should do less of that. It just happened naturally. And I think the reason for that is because at that time, it was a way for me to feel happy and get lost in a moment, when in reality, I was really missing my family and sometimes it felt challenging because I moved across the whole world and didn't really have any friends. It was my coping mechanism for the stress and anxiety I was experiencing at that time. So while walking on the Fifth Avenue and thinking about all of this, I thought, Wait, we all like to spoil ourselves with a little bit of shopping here and there. 
because let's be honest spending money on ourselves can make us feel good right and in small manageable doses if i may say so it is good for you and there is nothing wrong with that just like with alcohol there is nothing wrong with having a glass of wine after a long day moderation is key but sometimes things can get out of control that's when it gets troublesome so today i want to talk about emotional spending the two ways to know if you're hooked to it and the three techniques to take it under control. I want to encourage you to listen till the end because I'll be sharing bonus tips I personally use when it comes to shopping and these techniques have served my wallet really well over the years since that time at Zara. <laughs> so without further ado, let's dive in. As always, let's start off by establishing some common language. What is emotional spending? Emotional spending, or retail therapy as many call it, is buying things as a result of heightened emotions, either good, such as a promotion at work, or bad, such as irritation from a boss at work or being sad from ending a relationship. I want to emphasize that emotional spending on its own is not bad. After all, money is meant to be enjoyed and there is absolutely nothing wrong with spending it. So if going to a nice restaurant for dinner and a few cocktails is what brings you joy, go ahead and do it. If buying an oat milk latte is what gets your day off to a great start, do it girl. If treating yourself to a day at the spa is what helps you recharge and go back into the work groove fully energized again, don't even question it. You work hard for your money and it is only fair that you use money as a tool to build the life that you want for yourself. And for that, you should save it, invest it, and occasionally spend it on things that bring you joy. As you have probably guessed it, key word is occasionally. Because emotional spending becomes a problem when these expenses become consistent and get out of hand. So I want to pause here and share this fascinating statistic with you. A recent study from Psychology Today showed that 62% of shoppers in North America have purchased something to cheer themselves up. 62%. So what does it go to show? We all experience emotional spending to some degree. So keeping this in mind, I want you to cut yourself some slack right now and recognize that it is only natural that you wish to buy something as a result of the feelings you are experiencing in that certain moment. Now, let's dig a little deeper. When does emotional spending become a problem? When you buy things you don't really need as a form of a coping mechanism and important condition here, it happens regularly. Let's look at this with an example. Imagine you're back in the office now with work from home schedule out of the way. Yet again, you have to face this one colleague you don't really like in your office on a daily basis. Perhaps they're not productive with their time, which results in more workload for you, or they keep gossiping in the office and distracting you from your daily tasks, which takes away from your personal energy and creates a toxic work environment. You leave the office drained from a full day of dealing with this, and decide it is worth to treat yourself to takeout meal for dinner. You get to enjoy your evening at home, forgetting for a few hours about that situation in the office, but the next day, everything repeats. So if we look at the situation from afar, 
you'll realize that in reality, spending extra money to cheer yourself up doesn't solve the situation at work, nor does it serve your wallet really well. And this is when emotional spending can become an issue. There are obviously millions of examples, and it can be anything from stress at school to misunderstanding with your loved one to health problems with a family member, you name it. At the core of it, though, is that we cope with our feelings caused by such a situation by spending money on things that we don't really need, and that doesn't solve the issue at hand either. By the way, at iAdaptio Academy, the e-learning platform on money investing designed specifically for women that I'm launching later this year, we are developing a separate educational track devoted to debt. From understanding how credit cards, mortgages, and loans work, to learning to prevent high debt and solutions how to get out of debt faster than usual and pain-free, this course will serve everyone, both those in debt and those who are debt-free, in giving you confidence and strong financial skills when dealing with financial tools designed to trap you and take your money away from you. If you wish to learn more and sign up for our launch updates, follow our Instagram at iAdaptYou and look out for our brand new website launching this October. I'm so excited for it. So now that we have identified what emotional spending is and that we know it can have a good and bad character to it, you're probably asking yourself, do I have this pattern or not? And here are two ways to identify if you are hooked to emotional spending. First, when you know this is something that happens consistently on a regular basis. When you know you go shopping every time you have an argument with your loved one, it's probably a red flag and something to keep in check. Again, everything in moderation is fine. A consistent behavioral pattern like that, though, is a sign you should pay more attention to what is it that triggers your desire for shopping and how you can deal with it. Another way to look at it is the amount of hours you spend every day scrolling through online stores. Sometimes, ultimately, the amount of money you spend is less of an issue than the time you spend doing it, especially if it happens consistently. So keep the regularity of both buying things and looking at them in check. Now, the second way to know if you're hooked on emotional spending is by evaluating your financial situation and by seeing whether this behavior causes significant amounts of money to leave your pocket. Remember my situation with Zara? I'd often look at my bank account at the end of the month and wonder where the hell did my money go? Well, Sophia, it's right there in your closet. <laughs> if you know this feeling, you understand how shitty it can feel. And that's when you can really feel the impact of emotional spending on your wallet. These days, it's even easier to buy things. We don't need to leave our home to have the purchase arrive at our door the next day. It's so easy to spend that we all need to be extra cautious. So now that you have answered these two questions, let's move on to the techniques that can help you get that emotional spending under control. And I mean, chances are we all experience emotional spending from time to time. There is nothing to be ashamed of. It is natural, as we discussed earlier. So the part to follow will be valuable for you either way. And here I want to offer you three techniques to cope with emotional spending. It would be great if you're able to make notes right now, either in your phone or in your notebook. That way, next time you wish to buy something, you can look back at these notes and perhaps save yourself some cash. <laughs> if you're ready, let's dive in. 
Technique number one is to ask yourself the following question. What is at the root of this purchase desire? Try to describe this in terms of emotions. Are you angry at someone or something? Are you overly excited about something? Or is this a planned purchase you've been thinking about for a while? If it's the latter, go ahead, because most probably this is not a purchase that's a result of your coping with certain emotions. Either way, depending on your answer, you can make a more thorough decision going forward. I must say here that being a licensed investment professional, this shit still happens to me. As we said earlier, 62% of people in North America make purchases to cheer themselves up. Again, there is nothing wrong with spending money. Majority of things in moderation are fine. So when answering this question, don't get judgmental towards yourself. Give yourself some time as you think back to your last few shopping sprees and remember whether it was an emotional purchase or not. Now let's move on to technique number two. It is something that I learned from a friend of mine who told me once that he bought this coffee machine which was worth thousand dollars. For a 23-year-old me, it was quite an investment at that time. And he said, yes, upfront, it seems like a lot of money. But think about it. If you drink $5 latte once a day, every single day, you're spending $150 every month. If you buy this coffee machine, it pays for four months of coffee at Starbucks, plus a minimum of a decade after. You're only spending extra on beans and milk, which can be added to your monthly grocery bill. And oh man, I never looked back. First, obviously, my sister and I got our very own Breville coffee machine, but also I started evaluating every purchase like that. When I want to buy something, I accurately evaluate the worth of that item. How often will I use it? How fast will it pay for itself? If it's on sale, am I buying it because this is actually a great deal for an item I was planning to buy either way, or am I buying this just because it is on sale? Last but not least, Technique number three, it involves asking yourself the following, will this purchase give me a short-lived feeling of positivity or will it have a long-term positive impact on my life? Here, I want you to remember that retail therapy is often associated with spending money on things we don't really need. As we've talked about in the example with the toxic work leak and a takeout dinner, that money spent on a takeout doesn't serve your situation at work, nor does it have a positive impact on your wallet. So remembering that emotional spending is a temporary solution that often results in mismanagement of personal finance is key. Of course, when you're buying a pair of jeans, let's say, if you already have five pairs at home, do you really need another one? Versus let's say you have one blue jeans and you're looking for a gray or black pair now because you know you will wear them often. There is a difference, right? One of my personal rules I've distilled in my own shopping routine is a 24 hour rule. If I really like something, but I'm not sure if I need it, I give myself 24 hours to think about it. So I sleep on it and usually the next day my mind is cooled and I can think rationally now about that pair of, let's say, heels I fell in love with. I now start thinking, is it really worth the money and do I need it that bad? In most cases, there is a 70% chance I won't return to the store to buy. Now that we've gone over the three major techniques to stop emotional spending, I want to wrap things up by also sharing a few bonus tips from my personal practice that I mentioned earlier. I will go over this fast. There are four in total. First, unsubscribe from retail newsletters so you are not encouraged to buy the things you don't really need. 
Second, never shop on sale unless you have a clear goal of what is it that you need or are looking for. Third, use a 24 hour rule if you're unsure about an item. And fourth is to calculate every purchase in terms of hours of work. This is a brilliant one. It's so simple, but it goes a long way. Let's say you're paid $20 an hour for the work that you do. Does the $200 pair of jeans you plan to buy justify the 10 hours of work you'd have to put in to buy it? To conclude, I want to reiterate that money is a tool that should be used to build the life you desire for yourself. There are three ways to do it. By saving, by investing, and by occasionally treating yourself to things that bring you joy. If you think you spend money as a coping mechanism to avoid addressing difficult feelings or perhaps mental health issues, it might help to speak with a therapist. And if you have money problems as a result of overspending, sign up for iAdaptia Academy, which will help you make a plan to get out of debt and create healthier spending habits. Ladies, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Share your favorite takeaways on Instagram and other social media channels so I can thank you personally for tuning in. I wish you a great morning, afternoon, or evening wherever you're listening to this. Until next Wednesday, see you next time.